0: Hey there, we're Tali and Ophira dude, Identical Twins and Astrologers. Welcome to Astro Twins Radio, where we bring the stars down to Earth. Have you ever wondered how to read an astrology chart? I'm Tali of the Astro Twins, and this episode will give you the three fundamental steps you need to start reading charts. We call it the three-part puzzle. It's the planets, it's the signs, and the houses. And in a minute, I'm gonna get into explaining what each of those is and how they go together. But first, let's talk about what an astrology chart actually is. The chart is a snapshot of where the planets all were in relation to the Earth at your time of birth. It's a selfie of the cosmos at that exact second. All the planets are going to be lining up with specific zodiac signs and falling in specific houses. Now, we know that the planets orbit around the sun in our solar system, but astrology is geocentric. The Earth is at the middle of the circle... And the planets are quote unquote orbiting around us. Said another way, this zodiac wheel is a freeze frame of the planets and the moon in their orbits, along with the sun from our vantage point here on Earth. Um, hey, when you you know, when it comes to reading your astrology chart, you get to be the center of the universe. Doesn't it kind of feel good to be that every now and then? <laughs> well, to cast a free chart, which you can do on our website at astrostylecom slash birth chart. You will need your time, date, and place of birth. So if you don't know the birth time, start by checking your birth certificate or order one from the Office of Vital Records in your birth state if you're in the U.S. And if that doesn't yield a birth time, you may have to resort to some old school tactics like asking relatives, who are there to get as close of an estimate as possible. If that doesn't work, you can use the defaults of 12 noon and you can still get plenty of information. You just won't have your accurate rising sign and the houses will definitely not be accurate without the time, okay? But this birth chart will still reveal the blueprint of your soul. Uh, it maps the exact positions of the planets at your time of birth, and that's unique to you. Only someone born in the same time zone at the same minute will share that map. And through that, you can see your strengths and weaknesses and purpose in this lifetime. It's fascinating. You'll probably start doing everyone's charts once you begin. But for purposes of some quick and easy learning, uh, we're going to focus on the first three steps of reading an astrology chart. We're going to look at the planets, the zodiac signs, and the houses. In this three-part puzzle, as we call it, the planets are the actors or the parts of your nature. The zodiac signs are the roles that each planet plays, and the houses are the stage or the areas of your life that are affected by that planet. Okay, first up, let's talk about the planets, which are like the parts of your nature. Um, If you've ever done family systems therapy, which is also called parts work, the whole concept behind that is that we all as humans have different parts inside of us. We're not just one way. And the astrology chart really works a lot. The planets are each, um, they each govern a specific aspect of your character or your identity we have a whole um, set of podcasts on the individual planets and how they play out in your life. So you may want to listen to those after this one. Uh, Jupiter, for example, shows where you're lucky. Saturn reveals your challenges, your boundaries. Mercury determines your communication style. Venus influences your romantic and aesthetic nature. So in the movie of your life, the planets are the actors. Second up are the zodiac signs. They answer the question, what are you like in each of these areas? So when you were born, each one of these planets was visiting a specific zodiac sign. Everyone who knows their their star sign, their sun sign, um, you know, will say, well, I'm a Sagittarius or I'm an Aries, I'm a Libra. But... It's not just the sun. That's where the sun was. That's your birthday. Everyone born in this four-week cluster between like the 18th to the 23rd, depending on the month, will have, you know, the same sign. People born from October 22nd, 23rd to uh, November, and on the 21st most years will be a Scorpio. But the moon is in a totally different place every two and a half days. Mercury changes every three weeks, Jupiter every year. So your unique chart takes into account every single one of those planets. And again, there's so many different ways that they can all come together that the likelihood of finding someone who has the exact same chart as you, I don't even have the exact same chart as my twin sister. It's highly unlikely. So, um, you have, we all have these planets, but they're not in the same zodiac signs. And the zodiac signs will modify the energy of the planet, adding nuance to their characters. Um, let's say Saturn is the, the serious authority figure. Well, in Taurus, it might be a high school principal, whereas in Sagittarius, it could be a monk meditating in a mountain. For example, so the zodiac signs determine the roles um, that the actors, aka the planets, will play, or the costumes that they wear, uh, and and the zodiac signs go in a very specific order. They begin in the spring with Aries, which is the first sign, and then they travel through to Pisces, the last sign. So it's Aries, Taurus. Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces. After writing horoscopes daily for 20 years, that pattern just flows. Lastly are the houses. These are the areas of your life or the stage. And to accurately calculate the houses again you need your time of birth they're set by your rising sign which is the sign on the eastern horizon or the nine o'clock point on your birth chart and there are different house systems in fact we are hardcore fans of the placidus tropical and we're running a full chart they're based on how close to the equator you were we find them incredibly accurate. Some people love whole sign. When we're doing your general sun sign horoscopes on astrostyle.com, we do use whole sign because it's really the only way to um, write a horoscope for all 12 signs. Instead of writing endless billions of, you know, 7 billion people, 8 billion people on the planet, everyone would have a different horoscope. So we never get those done. Um so the house is, when you look at the, the wheel, if you're looking at a birth chart right now, by the way, let me back it up for a minute to the zodiac signs. You'll see the zodiac signs equally divided. And they're divided 30 degrees in that outer ring, that outer ring on the wheel. Inside the wheel, there's like these pizza slices that, unless you're born like right by the equator, they're not going to be exactly even. And people born in Alaska or Australia tend to have like really skinny houses and then some ginormous ones too. So these are the the clock slices. And each house represents different parts of your life from work to home to relationships to career. And just like the zodiac they kind of follow a similar progression. Um The first house, which is starts at the nine o'clock and the houses go counterclockwise. So nine o'clock and then the piece under that will be the first house. And then the one counterclockwise from that is the second house then the third all the way to the 12th. The 12th house is above the nine o'clock, that very last one. So the first house has similar qualities to the first zodiac sign which is Aries. So in that area of life, you're going to be, if you have planets in the first house, they're going to kind of, you know, bring this sort of Aries-like energy, this initiative, this desire to start and trailblaze. Now, again, the way the planet, which is the actor, um, and the zodiacs, and the costume it's wearing, is going to really affect that. So again, reading an astrology chart is not easy, I have to say that. But it's an interpretive dance. It's not impossible either. We've taught people how to read their charts in a week when we used to do retreats in Tulum, and you can start doing this yourself. Uh, There's actually a page on our website, astrostyle.com slash astrology slash how to read astrology dash chart. We'll have that in the show notes so you don't have to remember that URL. But if you just go to astrocell.com slash astrology, you can easily get to it as well. Now in that in that post we have a video and some worksheets you can download for free to actually start playing with the three-part puzzle in your chart for the first time. What you want to know though is um it's gonna take a minute to work through it. Okay, the first house is energetic trailblazing. You have Mercury there, the planet of communication. You might talk fast and quickly, and want to, you know, be impatient and argumentative sometimes. Let's say you have Saturn there, which is this heavy, restricted planet. You might take longer to get started, or need to do a lot of research and consult experts. Before you can get anything off the ground, but you may also be that person who works so hard at something that eventually you become this leader, this master. Maybe you have Jupiter in the first house, and you're somebody who's always excited by the idea of novelty or travel or exploring. You have to put it all together like that. The seventh house rules relationships. Okay, And let's say you have Venus in the seventh house. Venus is the romantic. You may be that person who's always falling into relationships, a serial monogamist. Let's add the third part to that, though. Venus might be in Cancer and in your seventh house. Cancer is all about nurturing and family. You may be the person who doesn't just fall into serial monogamy, but you are an instant nester, you make the home beautiful, you want to have a family. If you have Venus in the opposite sign of Capricorn in the seventh house, you might be married to your job or want to start a business with your partner. Capricorn's all about ambition and achieving in the world. So what you want to do is start playing with the puzzle. You want to say, okay, this planet's role is and of course, you can go listen to the podcasts about the planets or go to com slash astrology. We have posts about every single one of the planet. Familiarize yourself with the planets and what they represent. And then start learning about the 12 zodiac signs. Okay, so, uh, you know, what kind of character is Mars? He's a lusty, swashbuckling fighter, warrior, And my Mars is in Scorpio. Wow, that's intense. What would that be like, you know? That's kind of sexy. That's kind of transformational. That's one who will go through the fire with you. Okay, what house is that in? Oh, up in my 10th house. Well, that may really apply to my career or I might be very goal-oriented. Now, I can whiz through that quickly because I understand the planet, signs, and houses. The good news is you can go to astrostyle.com slash astrology. We have a post for every house as well, a post for every zodiac sign. And we want you to go there and learn and discover. This could take a lifetime. By the way, you never start, I'm sorry, you never stop learning your chart. You can always start, but you never stop. And the reason being is Okay, you understand where your planets are, your signs, your houses, but you also have to take into account that life is happening all the while. So at different periods in your life, there will be, um, you know, energies that get awoken and maybe you don't even pay attention to Neptune, the planet of fantasy and boundaries, until you're 40 years old and you get into your Neptune square, which is when Neptune is orbited uh, 90 degrees away from where it was when you were born. And all of a sudden it wakes it up and you're like, wait, I, why do I keep saying yes to all these things? So it's constantly evolving. Your chart will, your chart is kind of like your factory settings that you get to take with you. It's maybe it's like the plane that you're flying in, but you're going to be in different terrain, you're going to be in different environments. So while you're learning it, it's always showing up in different ways. And it's the best tool for understanding how to navigate life. One more thing I want to add is that there is a fourth part to the puzzle. And that's something you can also read about on AstroStyle.com. That fourth piece is the aspects. I mentioned it a second ago when I talked about the Neptune square. The aspects are the seven angles, these seven critical angles that planets will form with each other. And those will those are the times when they're kind of, you can think of these two actors in a scene together, right? So Jupiter and the sun are either flowing harmoniously, duking it out, having a sword fight, you know, getting it on. It depends on the angle. And there's seven of them that uh that are based on geometry. Astrology is very mathematic. So once you master the three-part puzzle, we also have a lot for you to learn about those. Another fascinating layer. All right, Astro Geeks, hope this gets you started and set on your journey to unlocking the magic of the three-part puzzle. As always, thanks for listening. You can discover more of your star power at astrocell.com and be sure to follow us on social at Astro Twins. Join us next time for more cosmic fun.